This episode of the Ageless and Awesome podcast is sponsored by the Radiant Reset Hormone Detox Guide for Perimenopausal Women. As a woman in the modern world, our hormones are taking a battering. They're impacted by the food we eat, the toxins we're exposed to, such as when we eat out of plastic takeaway containers, or even worse, reheat food in them. Please don't do this. If you're handling FPOS receipts, filling the car with fuel, eating non-organic produce that hasn't been washed effectively, plus so much more things add to our toxic load every day. Even though our bodies are designed to effectively manage toxins, they haven't evolved as quickly as our toxic world has, unfortunately. So our body does need support. Symptoms such as stubborn weight gain, fatigue, disrupted periods, irritability, and gut health issues can be a sign that you'd benefit from a gentle detox. And that's why I developed the Radiant Reset Hormone Detox Guide for Perimenopausal Women. This free guide has an abundance of information to get you started on your very own DIY detox. And if you'd like to upgrade to VIP, it's only $47 for a limited time. I used to sell this program for $247. The upgrade gives you the recipes, including plenty of uh, plant-based options, the meal planner, the shopping list template, the video workshop, and so much more. Click the link in the show notes to learn more now. Take care of your hormones. They are a critical part of your health as a woman. Hi, I'm Susie Garden, and this is the Ageless and Awesome podcast. I'm an age-defying naturopath and clinical nutritionist, and I'm here to bust myths around women's health and aging so that you can be ageless and awesome in your 40s, 50s, and beyond. The Ageless and Awesome podcast is dedicated to helping women through perimenopause and menopause with great health, a positive mindset, and outrageous confidence. Hit subscribe or follow now, and let's get started. Hello, gorgeous one, and welcome to this week's episode of the Ageless and Awesome podcast. And this week, I'm continuing my skin series. And today's episode is very close to my heart because I'm going to be talking about perimenopause and eczema. And if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that that is something that I really have struggled with over time. Not that much time, to be honest. Um, Eczema kind of hit me a bit later in life. And now that I know As much as I know about perimenopause, I realize that that's what the issue is. But I'll get into my story a little bit later on in the show. I wanted to start off with just talking a little bit about skin and hormones. And I've heard perimenopause described as second puberty, and there are many reasons for this. And one of them is the impact that these changing hormones can have on skin. And these skin changes, skin symptoms can also or are also a symptom of fluctuating hormones in us. And the three primary hormones that are involved, unsurprisingly, are progesterone, estrogen and testosterone. So in terms of the role each of these hormones has with the skin, so progesterone actually supports estrogen and keeps skin moist and supple. Estrogen helps with collagen production and maintains skin thickness. 
and so much more because of the connection between the gut and um, estrogen and the skin, which I've uh, talked about in the last two podcast episodes. So please go back and listen to them first before you listen to this one. Uh, and testosterone helps to manage sebum production and helps uh, with elasticity. So let's talk about estrogen. Estrogen levels play probably the most significant role in women's skin health of those three. Uh, And estrogen, which is also known as estradiol, is a hormone closely linked to the female reproductive system and organs, as you probably know. And this hormone is responsible for the formation of female sexual characteristics. And not only does estrogen affect reproductive organs, it also impacts the body in a number of ways. Um, For example, at puberty, estrogen helps with the growth of long bones and the fusion of growth plates. Estrogen also protects the bones throughout life, preventing osteoporosis, which is why osteoporosis becomes so much more prevalent in women who are postmenopausal. Another example is during puberty and pregnancy, estrogen encourages the growth of mammary ducts. Uh, The vaginal epithelial mucosal cells take their direction from estrogen, providing lubrication and moisture, which is why there are vaginal symptoms in pre- and postmenopause. There are even cardiovascular function that benefits from estrogen, which uh, estrogen actually reduces LDL, which is our bad cholesterol, and it increases HDL, which is our good cholesterol. So you know, estrogen does a lot in our bodies. And along with these essential activities, estrogen is vital in keeping the skin supple, elastic, and smooth. Um, some skin dryness comes. Uh, you may have noticed this if you're in peri or postmenopause. Some this skin dryness actually is linked to our hormone changes. Um, and this is both men and women actually experience thinner epithelial layer. So that's the upper layer of the skin as we um, get older. And that allows moisture to evaporate through the skin layers more quickly. Um, And of course, estrogen also, or the lack of estrogen or loss of estrogen during peri and postmenopause also (laughs) makes the skin dry. Uh, The skin smoothing collagen and moisturizing oils in the skin are produced through estrogen as well. So as estrogen levels drop, A loss of collagen and those beautiful nourishing oils occurs throughout perimenopause. And you may have noticed this, um, that without enough collagen and skin oils, skin becomes less able to retain moisture, making it dry, itchy, and flaky. And that is certainly the case if you do have eczema, otherwise known as atopic dermatitis. Um, because as it is, eczema causes itchy skin, it causes scaly patches, it can cause blisters and very dry skin. And, you know, eczema can happen at any time in a person's life. It can happen in children all the way through. Um, but perimenopause can create the perfect storm for eczema symptoms to appear. And in addition to hormone imbalances, the pH level of perimenopausal skin begins to change when a woman nears 50 years of age and skin can become sensitive. It can become less resilient, resulting in menopause-associated face rashes or eczema. My gosh. And of course, then you've got other external factors such as fabrics, dyes, perfumes, 
also stress, can induce skin reactions much more quickly during perimenopause. So this is kind of a big deal, (laughs) especially if you suffer from it. Um, So we know that hormone imbalance is the primary cause of eczema during perimenopause and that we we know that the lower estrogen levels cause the skin to become more reactive to internal and environmental triggers. So you kind of have to have both the loss of estrogen, and then there's the trigger. And that can be the be internal, and that can be from foods, for example. It can be if you have poor gut health, maybe that's related to stress. Maybe that's related, you have a like a gut condition. Um, and also external environmental triggers are things like soaps, detergents, uh, what you your what you're using in the laundry, um, if you have animals, pets, that kind of exposure. So there's a whole bunch of things that can cause the skin to become inflamed, itchy, dry, believe me, I know all about it. (laughs) And in addition to this, age and hormonal imbalances prevent the skin from healing as quickly as it used to. And so that eczema can be more persistent and resistant to treatment. And that has certainly been my journey. Um, Therefore, women with a previous history of eczema may experience a significant recurrence of their symptoms. Uh, And for these women, eczema and menopause may go hand in hand. I mean, for me, I never had eczema. I I was quite allergic as a kid in terms of hay fever, but I never had asthma. I never had eczema. And those three conditions are very similar in their um, underlying pathophysiology and they often go together. It's called the atopic triad. Um, But I was very fortunate only to have the allergic rhinitis part of it or hay fever. And particularly as a child, I used to have pretty severe reactions until we actually worked out the things that would trigger me off. Stay with us. We'll be right back. How would you like to have increased energy, balanced hormones, glowing skin, and your ideal weight in just three months? Sounds awesome, right? Imagine having your very own hormone balancing and weight loss strategy totally personalized to you based on your body biochemistry to release excess weight, say goodbye to pesky perimenopause symptoms, and decrease inflammation in your body which of course leads to decreased inflammaging. That's right, ladies, there are age-defying benefits as well. Oh, and of course, you have me at your fingertips for expert support so you never feel stuck or confused. I love supporting women on their weight loss journeys, and I've packaged up the award-winning Metabolic Balance Program with my signature hormone management system, giving you the GLOW Protocol. This 12-week one-to-one coaching program is you and me, nailing down your health and weight loss goals, creating your personalized plan using your blood tests, a thorough health assessment, and your food preferences. And then we get started with me supporting you every step of the way. Even if you've tried everything, even if you have resistant weight and complex medical conditions, the power of personalized nutrition, mindset coaching, and my support is transformational and gets results. And I'm not even exaggerating, even if I do say myself. So if you're ready to embrace feeling like your younger self again, 
lose excess weight, manage health conditions, and regain your confidence. You can just DM me at Susie Garden Wellness or email me hello at susiegarden.com and I'll pop a link in the show notes. And once you kind of know, for example, for me, cats was a big one. Uh, once I knew that, of course, then I can avoid cats. can be a little bit harder to avoid airborne pollens and grasses and things, but I've always been fairly lucky and able to kind of avoid most of my triggers. Uh, it did take a long time, I've got to admit, to work it all out, but I did. And then I found that when I got into my mid-40s, I started developing eczema on my hands. And I was a a natural medicine student at the time. Can't remember whether it was I was studying. I think I would have still been studying nutrition at that time. And... um, I was, it was during exams that I really noticed it and I thought, oh, this must be stress, you know, I'm getting all this itchiness on my hands and it got quite bad and it actually ended up on my face, around my eyes, my temples. And that's really, you know, quite um, embarrassing to be honest, to be walking and having all this peeling skin on your face. Um, the hands you can kind of at least cover up a little or you know people aren't looking at your hands all the time but I found that really hard to deal with and was getting really quite out of control and I just assumed you know my dad I know got uh, skin issues when he uh, was kind of I'm not actually quite sure what age but definitely over 50 and uh, so yeah I, I just thought oh well dad has that so I've got that as well. But it's only as I've learned more that I've realized that actually those symptoms very much coincided with um, perimenopause for me. So I am well aware of the trials and tribulations of eczema and it is, it's awful. Like when it's really bad and actually quite recently, I think it was a few weeks ago, I mentioned on a podcast that my eczema was playing up a bit. It's actually fantastic at the moment. Um, I've managed to get back on top of it with some good gut work and avoiding my triggers unfortunately for me tomatoes is one of my triggers and I love tomatoes and it was only when I did my personalized nutrition plan for the with the glow protocol when I was developing all of that and uh, tomatoes were not on my foods list and I was like what and the thing is my program is not a food intolerance identification program it is more about lowering uh, inflammation matching your body's biochemistry but Clearly, they were causing a lot of inflammation in my body, and that's why they were not included on my foods list. And when I don't eat tomatoes, my skin is generally pretty good. Um, But yeah, I had been eating a lot of tomatoes. And also because of the change of weather coming into winter, I found what the other thing that I've done recently is I'm not using soap when I wash my hands. I'm using um, a facial cleanser actually. And that has made a huge difference to helping me retain the moisture in my hands. And so I'm not getting any, I'm looking at my hands right now as I'm speaking, I have not a single patch of redness. I've got no itching. And only a couple of weeks ago, they were actually really bad. So definitely it doesn't take much to trigger them off, but then it doesn't take much also to get it back under control again once you've realized what's going on. And even for me as a practitioner, 
I, I'm very busy and I often just don't even notice. I start scratching my hands. I don't even know I'm doing it. And then I look down and I've really ripped into myself. So it's important to really look after these aspects of skin, particularly, you know, I'm a practitioner. I wash my hands, but between every patient when I'm in clinic and I'm also, I'm an ex theater nurse. I'm very aware of bugs and we are coming into winter in Australia. So I'm constantly washing my hands, obviously to avoid all of the bugs, the respiratory bugs that are around so yeah uh changing over to obviously not an expensive facial cleanser but just a very natural product um and i have done this over the years i haven't done facial cleanser before but i've often changed to like aqueous cream is another one that you can use this year i just wanted to stay away from i think there were that's kind of a petrolatum based product i kind of wanted to go away from that um i didn't actually realize it was a petrolatum based product until i went looking uh recently to buy something for hand washing so i've just gone for some low end natural facial cleansers and that's worked absolutely beautifully so that just kind of segues into my next uh, part of the podcast which of course is how to manage your eczema or other skin conditions really during perimenopause and of course number one moisturize 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 that is key Um, one of the most crucial steps in managing eczema particularly in the context of peri and post-menopause is to keep your skin well hydrated. Remember, we've always already talked about the fact that when your estrogen levels go down, it reduces um, the ability of your skin to hold water. So by you constantly putting that water back in, that will help dramatically in terms of keeping your skin intact. Um, so opt for fragrance-free products, hypoallergenic, as natural as possible to avoid potential irritants, just having as few ingredients as possible and apply moisture immediately after you're having uh, any sort of hand washing, if it's on your hands, if it's on your face, every time you kind of cleanse your face or if you're getting it on other areas of your body. I know a few weeks ago I was starting to get it in the, the my elbow creases. That's when I really know that, okay, this is getting a bit out of control. So you must put moisturizer on as soon as you get out of the shower or bath. Um, and maybe consider even using thicker ointments or creams rather than lotions at certain times of year, if you're noticing your skin's getting dry, they provide a stronger barrier for your skin. And I also have a fabulous um, product. Uh, I'll, I will uh, mention the brand. It's Weleda, W-E-L-E-D-A. Um, it's called oh, Skin. It's a. It's in the green tube. I can't remember what it's called. Actually, yes, it is. It's skin Food. I've literally got one on my desk. I'm looking at it right now. Skin Food. Um, and it is a really thick cream um yeah almost like a almost like a vaseline going on but it doesn't leave a layer like vaseline it's very very moisturizing i absolutely love it so that is something that i find works really well for me um number two is choose gentle fragrance-free natural products as much as you can uh because you know your skin can become more sensitive as you go through these hormonal changes. So it's essential to choose gentle skincare, gentle household products like your um, detergents, whether it's laundry detergent or dish detergent. If you're washing dishes, just use gloves as well to protect. Um, uh, yeah, any other kind of irritants that, that you put on your skin, if you think about it. Perfume, I haven't worn perfume for years. Actually, it's not true. I, I Probably once or twice a year, I will wear perfume and I found my health has improved dramatically by not 
using perfume. Um, I just use essential oils now in an oil base and that gives a beautiful fragrance. And yeah, we know that is, feel free to Google it. We know that perfumes are endocrine disruptors. Endocrine disruptors will disrupt your hormones. So definitely stay away from perfumes. Um, Opt for products labeled fragrance-free or hypoallergenic to minimize the risk of your skin being irritated, particularly if you're really trying to get on top of eczema. Uh, Practice stress management techniques. I think I probably say this in every episode, but it is just like, it's just the best life skill to have is how to get on top of your stress because stress can absolutely trigger or worsen eczema symptoms because of the impact on your gut. Um, perimenopause itself can be a stressful time due to the various physical and you know emotional changes that you might be experiencing. So if you can do some deep breathing, I mean, we all have to breathe, right? Even if you don't, you feel like you don't have time to do a formal kind of relaxation practice, just doing deep belly breathing every now and again, Definitely when you jump into bed, when you're trying to get to sleep, doing some belly breathing. I've talked before about even just doing it in the middle of the night if you've got some sleep disruption going on, really helps a lot. Um, Any activity that brings you joy will reduce your stress. So whether that's cooking, whether that's hanging out with your family, with your dogs, with your cats, uh, whatever it is, whether it's yoga, meditation, if it's swimming, whatever that will help. And taking care of your mental well-being can have a positive impact on your skin. So another great reason to get your stress under control. Of course, I have to mention (laughs) diet, what you're putting into your body, uh, because a nutritious diet can work wonders for your skin health, Um, including foods that are rich in omega-3s is really important. And Things like having fatty types of fish like salmon, mackerel, um, sardines, if you like sardines, uh, or even taking fish oil can really help. Um, Chia seeds, walnuts. These healthy fats have anti-inflammatory properties that may help reduce the eczema flare-ups. And of course, avoiding potential trigger foods like just generically, things like dairy and gluten are probably the top two. Um, eggs can be sometimes a problem, certain spices can be a problem, but often there are going to be specific things just for you, like tomatoes for me. Um, but I, I do hear, I, I had a child actually last Friday in clinic that, um, had quite bad eczema and tomatoes was her trigger. So I felt a kinship there, <laughs> but yeah, there, there may be certain foods that you, you may be able to work out. I mean, we, we can do testing. There are different types of tests that we can do to help find out what might be triggering off your eczema, but sometimes just eliminating things. So if you do have eczema and you're not quite sure what it is, it's pretty easy to avoid tomatoes for two weeks or um, gluten for two weeks or dairy for two weeks and see what happens. I know for me personally, if I avoid tomatoes within days, I will see a huge difference in my skin. So you generally don't even have to wait two weeks to see the difference. Um, and my my next point is staying hydrated. Of course, it's another one I probably say every week, but drinking adequate water is essential for maintaining healthy skin. We know that hydration from within can help with dryness. It can improve the overall condition. It can plump. 
Um, you want to have at least 35 mils per kilo of body weight every day. Uh, and that is your hydrating beverages, not your dehydrating beverages. So not including your caffeine based beverages or your alcohol that doesn't count. So yeah, you really want to be getting, making sure that hydration is in place for you. And particularly again, as we're getting into these colder months in Australia, water, Intake can be really hard. So even if you're having herbal teas, that all counts towards your water intake um, as well. And that can be really helpful. If you're really having trouble getting on top of your skin, then please get professional help. Don't wait until you've got skin that is just so uncomfortable. I had one lady come into clinic. This was last year, I think. And oh my gosh, I have never seen eczema like this. Her um, joints around like her elbows, and the backs of her knees were bleeding and she had rash pretty much. I reckon she would have had rash over 70% of her body. And I have to be honest, I referred her back to her GP. I just, sure, natural medicine can help with things like that, but to get fast, fast relief of a severe skin issue like that particular type of eczema that uh, this person had, Medical care can give you a much faster result, but then absolutely supporting it with your nutrition, your probiotics, your gut health, really, really important. So sometimes working with a a GP and a natural health practitioner can be extremely beneficial. And of course, in the context of perimenopause and menopause, we want to also make sure your hormones are well, um, I don't actually like using the term balanced, but it is something that's used a lot in the context of hormones. So I will say it, uh, even though I, I do feel like a better word is managed. Um, but yeah, I think it describes it better. So getting good management of your hormones is also essential. So I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. Um, I have really enjoyed bringing it to you. If you have any questions for my Thursday Q&A app, please send them through. You can just message me on Insta at Susie Garden Wellness, or you can message me through Spotify if you're listening to the pod on Spotify. Thanks so much for joining me today on the Ageless and Awesome podcast. If you liked today's episode, please make sure you click the little plus button if you're on Apple Podcasts or the follow button if you're on Spotify so that you can get each new episode delivered to you every single week. If you like free stuff and who doesn't, then head over to suzygarden.com and grab my eight essential age-defying secrets every woman of Instagram and DM me at Susie Garden Wellness. I'd love to connect with you.